So good morning and welcome to our latest podcast in our series Digitalisation, A Spotlight On. I'm Olivia Sinfield and as a partner in our employment team and with my future of work transformation focus, I've been having many conversations with our clients about the impact of our evolving ways of working on their people particularly in the context of hybrid working and increasing reliance on digital tech. Now, one common theme that has emerged in our post-COVID working world has been real concern around digital well-being. So I'm absolutely delighted to be shining the spotlight on this topic today and to be joined by Laura Willis, co-founder from Shine Offline. Laura will tell us a little bit more about Shine Offline, but they are digital well-being experts who work with businesses, including us here at OC, to help us understand the impact our connected way of working and world is having on our people and to find ways to literally help our people shine offline. So Laura, a very warm welcome to you. Hello Olivia, it's so great to be here. Thanks ever so much. So Laura, I think a, a really useful start would be if you could take a moment just to explain a little bit about what you do, what is digital well-being and why is this so important at work? So we launched uh, just over six years ago. It was actually on the back of an experience that I went through. I used to be a self-employed consultant and I had very poor digital well-being. A pull to my work email became untenable. I couldn't stop looking at my inbox, both in my working time and in my personal time as well. So I um, had a bit of a crash and went on a journey to try and improve things and realised that it was a relationship I had with my technology that was causing an awful lot of my stress. So fast forward six years, and as you say, we are digital wellbeing at work experts, and we work with businesses of all shapes and sizes to help them understand the importance of having a healthy digital culture at work. Basically, digital wellbeing is all about the fact that we are connected and we need to be these days. So it's not about a detox. It's about turning towards our technology, but striving to have a healthy and sustainable relationship with it. I knew from my own personal experience that it was very easy for it to become unhealthy and to feel out of control. And in the work that we do, um, we always ask participants in our programmes how they feel about their digital behaviour. And we know that 83% of staff and 78% of managers are feeling overloaded by their work technology. This stuff's central to our jobs, so not ideal that most people feel that sense of overload. And 89% of staff tell us that their digital technology is causing distraction and this they feel is negatively impacting their ability to actually do their jobs. So uh, that's what um, digital wellbeing is all about. It's about bringing a, a level of consciousness to your current behaviour, trying to understand what you can do for yourself, but also working collectively with colleagues because this is cultural. We don't exist in digital bubbles. Uh, the way you behave around your email, your instant messenger, your phone, etc., is going to have an impact on other people and is going to contribute to creating that culture. And obviously with hybrid, um, the move to remote, flexible working becoming the norm since the pandemic has meant that this reliance on technology is even greater. So we were very busy pre-COVID and now we're incredibly busy post-COVID. And we're going to get busier because we have just become official digital wellbeing at work partners of the Mindful Business Charter. 
which um, Osborne Clark have signed. It's effectively a charter that organisations, I think it's about 114 organisations, employers have signed it now to say, we will do what we can to minimise unnecessary workplace stress. And an awful lot of the charter is around digital habits at work. You know, email overload, out of hours contact, um, having too many meetings and being on Zoom all day. So uh, we've just started this official relationship with the Mindful Business Charter. We've worked with a lot of signatory organisations, a lot of law firms that have signed the charter. And we're thrilled um, that we're going to be able to continue to support these firms to, to try and really support their staff to have these healthier, more sustainable digital habits. And a huge congratulations from us, Laura, on that. And I know that the the Mindful Business Charter, it's been a really useful sort of framework for, for us here at OC. Um, you mentioned they're working collectively, and I'm, I'm interested in touching and exploring that a little bit more. Um, so this ability for people to come and work together and collaborate is you know, without a doubt really important for businesses and for individuals at, at the moment. Um, from your experiences, what impact do you think uh, remote working has had on the ability of colleagues to collaborate? And what would you say that good looks like when collaborating in a hybrid working world? Well, thank goodness for digital technology, because whenever we were all forced to stay at home, it was what kept us together and allowed us to keep working together and collaborating. And it, it has been amazing, but habits have changed as a result. And there's an awful lot to be said, for example, for the likes of Teams and Zoom to be able to connect with colleagues and clients um, over video. But Zoom fatigue is a massive issue these days for people. It's in and around 78% of people are experiencing Zoom fatigue. There's a poor meeting culture at work. Um, not only do people feel that they need to attend all these meetings that they're being invited to, and there are an awful lot being more being scheduled than there ever were before. But whenever people attend the meetings, they're not really engaged. They're not present. I ask the question whenever we run any virtual training, are you distracted now? And I will freely admit that 77% of staff and 87% of managers are digitally distracted when I'm trying to talk to them. So people are generally distracted in meetings, so they're not getting um, as much out of that exchange as they could do. Um, out of hours is a massive issue with um, collaboration. The expectation to be on out of hours, I think, has become much greater with hybrid becoming the norm. When people work from home, they find it even harder to put boundaries in place for themselves to protect their personal lives. And we know that in and around 75% of managers are sending non-urgent emails out of hours because it suits them too. You know, they've been busy all day in meetings. They want to catch up with the email in the evening. They don't intend to stress anybody out, but they are causing stress because that behaviour is normalising this feeling that you need to be on all of the time and you can't step away and rest and enjoy your personal time. There's also an issue with multiple channel communications with the pandemic. A lot of organisations who didn't have um, instant messenger thought well, we better bring it in so that people can really connect. Uh, but what's happening now is it's an overload because I've got emails going off there. I've got instant messenger notifications coming here. I've got text messages coming in. I've got WhatsApp coming in. Somebody wants me on a video call. It's coming from all angles and a lot of organisations aren't considering the overload that that's causing. So there's an awful lot that can be done, um, both at individual and collective level. But I think the, the first point here, this is where the Mindful Business Charter is amazing, because if an organisation commits to signing it, that's basically a public declaration that we're going to do what we can to try and make a positive change here. 
And it's not easy because you've got to really investigate what's causing this pain for our people at work and find out what the reality is. Get them talking about it. Um, and that's often best done anonymously because a lot of this stuff is quite sensitive for people because we are in this always on world, you know, being responsive and reactive signals loyalty and productivity. And people are afraid around that. There's an awful lot of fear and stress. But trying to find out what's the reality within our business. How are people feeling around their digital health? OK, and what can we start to do? And it starts with discussion. It starts at team level with getting people to really talk how can we normalize uh, reasonable response times on email? How can we make sure that we're not overloading each other? Are we having too many meetings? Are we using instant messenger effectively? Do people feel like they can step away and have a rest? So I definitely think it starts with just getting it on the agenda in the first instance. Yeah, thanks, Laura. And you mentioned um, about how much there is to be done and um, no no doubt it's too much to cover in one podcast. But I was wondering, do you have any practical tips for how businesses can um, look to encourage their people to develop good digital habits and help build trust and collaboration in the workplace that you can share? Um, trust is a massive thing. And I think um, leaders starting to talk about their own digital behaviour, um, bringing some awareness to how they're existing, both in the working day and in their personal time around their workplace technology and them being very honest with their staff about um, the areas that they know that they need to make some improvements on or things that maybe they do at the moment that really work for them. So say, I take a break every day and I go for a walk for 20 minutes and I leave my phone behind and it makes me feel really rested whenever I get back to the desk. It's something I would encourage everybody else to do. Or um, I put teams on do not disturb whenever I need to focus my mind because I find that the notifications can be very um, disturbing, all the rest of it. So definitely talking about it very openly uh, to build that trust and then getting staff to check into their own habits and think around those three areas of um, how you're performing during the working day. Um, are you attending meetings because you feel that you should? Analyse your meeting attendance. Uh, be present in those meetings. Don't be doing work in the meetings because as soon as you're present in a meeting, you soon realise the ones you don't need to attend because you're actually just sitting, getting on with your work and sort of listening in a little bit, which causes an issue with morale because everybody knows nobody's listening. Um, so let's, if we're going to be at the meeting, be at the meeting and encouraging people to do that. Um, picking up the phone, you know, we don't need to be chained to the laptop all day. Get out of your seat and go outside and have a walking meeting with a colleague or a client on the phone and start to normalise that. Um, trying to stop this ping ponging backwards and forwards in the inbox. You know, can we, we're also reliant on our email these days. We work, we live and breathe through our email, through our inboxes. It's become our jobs. It's not meant to be our jobs. It was meant to replace the fax machine. It wasn't meant to replace your to-do list, which it's done, and it wasn't meant to replace conversation. So again, how can we minimise ping-ponging on the email? Can we have more conversations? Can we stop everybody CCing everybody? Because uh, this is a level of trust thing as well. You don't need to CC me in because I trust you to get on with your job, include me if I need to be, but can people just get on with the tasks with those people that really need to be part of that conversation? And if you need to send us an synopsis email afterwards, by all means do that, but let's try and minimise uh, the number of emails that are coming into everybody's inbox. And then when it comes to out of hours, leaders need to take a look in the mirror. And I get that people are busy, but if you can start to examine and improve your digital habits during during the working day, you will not be as busy. I guarantee it because we're living and existing in this busyness. 
we're in react and respond mode. Uh, we're multitasking, which is a myth. Let's stop and pause and think about how we're spending our time around our digital, which will hopefully mean that we'll get more done during the working day because we're not attending meetings because we feel we should. We're getting more done during the working day, which means that we don't need to do as much in the evening. But if we are working in the evening, draft and schedule to go out tomorrow. Do not be sending non-urgent emails out of hours. If you really need somebody at nine o'clock at night, you don't email them, you pick up the phone. Um, and again, you know, I'm not talking about turning time back and going back to the 90s, but I've talked with a lot of senior partners who can remember what it was like pre-digitized world and pre-digitized work. And it's about thinking back to how we used to do things and thinking about what this technology can enable us to do now and how can we make those two things work hand in hand so that we're not burning ourselves out. Um, but again, leaders need to role model positive behaviour and encourage dialogue and psychological safety is very important. We need to create um, workplaces where people feel that they can speak out and if they feel that they are drowning in a sea of emails or they need to rest in the evening and they don't feel like they can, that they can talk about that because this is what the Mindful Business Charter is all about, minimising this unnecessary workplace stress to protect people's well-being and make them as good at their jobs as possible. That was really useful, Laura. I've made some notes about some changes I can make to my own <laughs> behaviours. So I can be my own worst enemy looking uh, at my mobile out of hours. Um, and then just finally looking to the future, what do you see as the likely direction of travel when it comes to uh, digital workplace cultures and the impact that this will have or may have on collaboration going forwards? Well, the situation that we're in today is not unusual. The pandemic accelerated this transformation to things being more hybrid and flexible and agile. We were doing an awful lot in that space before the pandemic, but it's all been definitely accelerated. Some people would say, by a decade um, and it is the future and it's great because people can have this level of, of autonomy and try and blend their work into their personal life but there are definitely downsides people find it really hard to put boundaries in place for themselves and an organization if you want to be taken seriously get good people coming through your doors wanting to work for you and you want to be looking to the future and protecting your people so that they're at their very very best you've got to look at your workplace digital culture because if you don't performance suffers collaboration suffers work-life balance suffers and all in turn well-being suffers for your people um we realized um uh, pre-COVID that we were starting to get taken a lot seriously as a business and we were getting invited in by large organisations including some NBC signatories who wanted to look at strategy rather than just booking us in for a wellbeing session on a wellbeing week or whatever. Um, a lot of uh, considerations given to the cause of stress at work now. It's not just about, or people are really stressed, what can we do to help them? Let's um, give them a toolkit that includes working on resilience and mindfulness and yoga and juicing. It's about looking at what's causing this stress and how can we make changes within the workplace as to how things are structured and what is normalized at the moment so that that stress is minimized. And again, that's where the Mindful Business Charter comes in. So you've definitely got to look at it at a cultural level um, and understand that teams have microcultures. If you've got a team that are working within uh, various time zones and their client facing, the digital culture within that team is going to be quite different to another team who's maybe got internal clients. 
So looking at this at team level um, is really important. And 81% of people, whenever we do like individual learning where any member of staff can attend the training and come along and we ask them afterwards, do you think you benefit by some team focused training around this space? 81% of people say yes. So we've definitely got to look at teams, but leaders need to look at this stuff for themselves because in the past six years, I haven't met many. I could count on one hand the number of people I've met who are happy with their digital management. People are drowning and don't know how to take control. And it's actually quite easy. It's just about stopping and reflecting on what you're doing at the moment and making small adjustments. It's easy to realise the changes you need to make. It's quite hard to make those changes because we're in this space. We're in this always on 24-7 connected world. But if you, if you as a leader can start to make those changes for yourself and work at that peer level with your colleagues to start to really take it seriously at manager level, then the business will transform and the sky is the limit. And I wanted to share, we did a piece of work with a team. It was with a um, the risk and compliance department of an NBC signatory. And we've just had some data come in on the impact that the training had. 65% of them say they felt less overloaded by the work technology. Um, and this was about eight weeks after. So we, we ran an eight week program with them. And at the end of the eight weeks, 65% of them felt less overloaded. 81% said they felt more in control of their out of hours behavior, which is really important. 85% said they were better managing other people's expectations because a lot of us are client facing and we want to be delivering without burning ourselves out um, and there's an awful lot you can do to manage client expectations by opening dialogue with them and 85% of them said they were able to do that and 80% said that the team were now more empowered to work together to keep making this a reality to put digital well-being at work at the heart of how they were existing um, as colleagues so the potential is massive and I'm really excited about the future because um, we're we're really busy and we're just getting busier and um, organisations are benefiting and people are benefiting as a result. Thanks, Laura. So, yeah, those stats are, are really positive. And I think overall, this has been really thought provoking and you've given us some really uh, fascinating insights. Um, my key takeaways are around the importance of us proactively looking at digital workplace culture and really um, focusing on what is actually causing the stress and on a more personal, practical level, thinking around who I CC in uh, to, to my emails. So Laura, thank you ever so much for joining us today and thank you to everybody for listening in. Um, in the interests of fostering good digital habits, I think that we all now should have some very well-deserved digital downtime. So thank you everybody very much and goodbye. <laughs>